The following conversation is a living continuum that includes every link of the coffee value chain from before the seed to after the cup. I'm Jesse Hartman, and this is The Coffee Podcast. For some, coffee varieties are simply a nice touch on their favorite coffee bag, that little extra piece of information that helps them enjoy the region they're sipping on. For others, planting the right coffee variety in the ground is a difference between making a living and planting a coffee plant that won't endure, thus not making a living. Here's a question for you. How do you know what's on your bag is accurate? How can a producer know what variety they should plant in the ground? Today we're talking about Ethiopia. What if I told you you've been calling Ethiopian coffee varieties by the wrong name? I had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Gaytu Bakala of Counterculture at the new Counterculture Training Center out in Seattle during the SCA Expo this year. We're going to jump into the conversation, which starts as a conversation about his new book, but what you find is later we end the interview and come back, turn on the microphone again, because there's another conversation we wanted to have on the show. Let's jump right in. My name is Getu Bakala. I'm from Ethiopia. I used to work uh, for the National Coffee Research Institute in Ethiopia. And uh, yeah, I was uh, a coffee breeder and coffee quality researcher. Just my main uh, task when I was in research was like developing uh, improved coffee varieties. So after uh, my my job in the National Coffee Research in Ethiopia, then I joined uh, Counterculture Coffee back in 2015 uh, as uh, East African Supply Chain Manager based in Addis Ababa and co- coordinating uh six different countries and going around and sourcing uh, great coffees and bringing a uh, good relationship uh, between counterculture and different suppliers in East Africa. Yeah, then uh, within within this process, just we start like thinking about uh, uh, bringing uh, good knowledge in the coffee industry uh, because we have noticed that there is a big knowledge gap on on coffee varieties uh, from from Africa. So, Ethiopia as a center of origin and genetic diversity for for coffee, there is a huge a huge knowledge available in the country, but it's not really shared uh, correctly uh, with the coffee industry people around the world. So. We start thinking about like uh, writing a report uh, like two years ago. Then uh, we, we kept on discussing about uh, writing this report, but at the end of the day, uh, we reached out writing a big book uh, about uh, Ethiopian coffee varieties. Yeah. So it sounds to me like sharing information is behind the purpose of the book. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, because there are like huge. Uh, Different information on on the varieties sitting or scattered around in different in different sources, uh, but uh, there is no kind of like one focal point where people can access you know uh, this detailed information about about the varieties. So, what we did is uh, we reviewed different documents, and uh, I used my uh, research background in Ethiopian coffee varieties. Then we compiled all this information and we reviewed different documents, and we, we wrote we wrote a. A book. So, the main objective of uh, this book is like uh, to convey uh, the right information uh, to users, especially to those people in the coffee industry. So, with this, we hope that uh, there will be a good understanding 
on Ethiopian coffee varieties. So at this point, you know, the consumers uh, will have the right information what kind of products they are consuming because there is a huge change, you know, uh, for the last uh, 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 few years on on, on coffee varieties, like in the specialty coffee industry, uh, long past years, uh, we used to drink only coffee. That's a black coffee. Uh, so people, they don't understand like what kind of species are there in coffees. Then, yeah, we start differentiating like between Arabica coffee and Robusta coffee. Then with this, when people start like understanding the difference between Arabica coffee and Robusta coffee, uh, then there is a kind of like market differentiation for different uh, coffee species. Then there is a big interest because of the high quality in Arabica coffee. There is a big interest, like larger number of people consume Arabica coffee. So there was a high demand for that species. Then within that, there is a kind of like different uh, market differentiation, like specialty coffee industry and the commercial uh, coffee industry. So these days, like the specialty coffee industry is growing big. And within that, like roasters, they start to like you know specialize in different in different products, like maybe sourcing different coffee from different origin, like sourcing different coffee like based on different processing type, and there is still like trying to differentiate their product on the basis of the varieties. But the point is, there is uh, a common uh, communication among coffee roasters around the world, the world like especially on Ethiopian coffee varieties. They mostly mention heirloom. Like they generalize Ethiopian coffee varieties as heirloom. But the truth is that uh, Ethiopian coffee variety is not really heirloom. There are different coffee types. Like we have improved coffee varieties, which are developed by researchers mm -hmm. and distributed to uh, different coffee farmers around the country. And we have like a variety selected by farmers. These are the local land races. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, like wild coffee varieties, which is growing in the wild. So uh, uh, for me and like for us, uh, uh, generalizing Ethiopian coffee variety as heirloom is not the right way to communicate, you know, with the consumers. So these days our consumers are really very, very smart and they want to know, you know, what kind of product they really consume. So labeling the right information on the right product is, is something very important uh, with the growth of this specialty coffee industry. Right. And, that, and that's just beyond being honest and informative and exact with the information, right? We don't want to be putting heirloom on a bag from Ethiopia just because that sounds like what it should be, right? We want to be putting the correct information on bags. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the point is, uh, whenever you put just heirloom, you are giving only just one generic name. It's a general name. So, but the point is, like within your product, you might have improved coffee varieties. For example, we have a very well-known coffee variety in Irgejefe, which is named by farmers, which is called Krume. And at the same time, this Krume variety is similar with an improved coffee variety, which is developed by uh, coffee researchers, coffee breeders, which is called 74110. Now, for a roaster like Counterculture, just we know that just what kind of varieties grown out there, then bring in buying the coffee and roasting the coffee and labeling heirloom, it doesn't give sense. Because the reality is that the farmers are producing either Krume or 74110 
or there is another variety too. Yeah, so accessing this kind of information and uh, having a detailed information with respect to these specific varieties is gonna is gonna change. You know uh, the way we think about coffee, uh, and especially, uh, it's really good to be more transparent with our uh, consumers because they know that what kind of coffee they are drinking. And at the same time, in terms of like marketing, having a very differentiated product, you know, is, is going to be is going to be great. Like heirloom is one, but when you differentiate, you know, the variety outside of heirloom, you're going to have like different products from the same origin. So, who would you say this book is for? Uh, who did you write it for? Who do you think would enjoy reading this sort of thing? Um, who do you think would benefit? Uh, maybe in the business side of coffee. Yeah, uh, our target is kind of uh, general. Like, uh, if I'm starting like from origin, you know, this book gonna help the farmers uh, because uh, planting coffee is not something like you know very simple. Uh, you need to better understand the coffee variety you are bringing in your farm. You need to better understand what kind of environment I have and what kind of varieties is gonna fit and give me kind of good production uh, for the environment. So for the farmers, when they read uh, this book, they're going to know the detailed characteristics of the variety. So they make kind of smart decision on selecting specific variety and bringing into their farm. So the first benefit will be will be for farmers uh, because it gives them a kind of like great information uh, for what kind of varieties they are selecting and bringing into into their farm. And secondly, these are small scale uh, coffee farmers. But secondly is uh, like for big investors who are like having a big coffee plantation, maybe like 200 or 300 hectares of uh, farm. Uh, so that's a kind of huge investment. So an investor will be well informed about what kind of varieties he br- he's bringing into into his farm, because uh, you know for coffee, what's really uh, very interesting is that so whenever you choose a coffee seedling, you don't know what kind of characteristics it will have after three or four years, mm-hmm. because the first harvest will be like after three years most of the time. Right. So you don't know about the seedling if you don't have any information about the seedling or the variety and you don't know what will happen after three years, maybe when you're starting giving like yield, it may be affected by disease. Mm. Or it may be like at the end of the day, the quality will be quite quite poor or quite low. So it's going to affect your business. It's going to affect like your investment. So for big investors, like giving them the right information about these varieties, then he will have a big choice and different choice. He's well informed and he knows what kind of varieties he's bringing into uh, his farm for for the investment. Then the other uh, target uh, group is roasters. So uh, roasters, basically, like in the coffee and the specialty coffee industry, they are specializing in different in different aspects. Like they are sourcing different origin from different environment and they are sourcing like different coffee types like the washed coffee or the sun-dried or natural coffee and they are specializing like trying to bring in different coffee varieties to their roastery like they are bringing the very famous and popular variety if you heard like geisha variety Mm -hmm. so like people are selling that that coffee with higher prices you know so uh for roasters it's gonna be it's gonna be something something great 
because uh, they know what kind of varieties they are bringing, so they can label you know a different name in their product. Uh, they are not only keeping on like saying the generic name heirloom. So with this, they can differentiate their product on the basis of the varieties. So adding adding value to from a roaster perspective, adding value to their roasted coffee um, with the augment of more accurate or more information on the bag. Yeah, ex- exactly. So. Yeah, this is uh, like we help them to access the right information about about their product. That means the first thing is like they differentiate their product. Like heirloom is one, but now after this book, they might have like maybe three or four different different names on their product from the same origin. So this is a kind of like value addition because information is something power. That is the way you get connected with your consumer. So given this kind of detailed information, you keep having your consumers just uh, staying with you. So, yeah, then the last but not the least is the final consumers in the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, giving the right information, what kind of product we are roasting and what kind of product they consume is something something very, very important in this uh, modern community like the coffee consumers. They They want to know, you know, what kind of product they consume because they are really concerned about their health, and they want to know like what kind of information uh, is there just labeled on the, on the product. And the, maybe the other target group uh, we want to address with this book, the scientists and the coffee researchers, uh, because researchers are doing different stuff, different research projects on, on coffee varieties. So having this kind of detailed information available for uh, for researchers is going to be uh, something great because they start like thinking in a different dimension how they conduct research on on coffee varieties. Well, great. Uh, I think we're excited to check the book out and, and uh, we can put links and everything to the book on our podcast like we always do for our guests. We'll shoot it out in our newsletter as well. So thanks for sitting down with us and talking about uh, how we can uh, better the information in the hands of, of coffee lovers. Thank you, Jesse, for having me. Hope, yeah, uh, different people will will get will get that information, uh, and hopefully, it's gonna change the way they think about Ethiopian coffee varieties. So this is where we intended for the conversation to end, but we didn't know at that time that Mr. Buckala and I would continue our conversation off the mic and decide, hey, let's bring this back to the microphone. So we've talked about the book. Very excited about that. I want to dive into some of what we just discussed off the air. We came back into the room to to talk about this because it's important. I think it's the kind of people-focused storytelling that we want to do. Um, And it has a lot to do with coffee culture and the sort of twisted things that can happen in coffee. Uh, So let's talk about heirloom a little bit. Uh, Heirloom, Ethiopia, Ethiopian coffees, you were just telling me heirloom is not has nothing to do with Ethiopian coffees. Absolutely nothing. Can you can you explain that? Yeah. So, uh, especially like in in the Ethiopian coffee breeders community, like or among uh, coffee researchers in Ethiopia, uh, the word heirloom is not is not very common, or it's not absolutely existing out there. Uh, and even the farmers, they don't understand uh, the word heirloom. So for for me, maybe, you know, the word heirloom came from 
uh, from the buyer side, because most of the buyers used to hear, you know, the word heirloom from their family. When the family developed maybe a variety or selected a variety from fruits and and vegetables, and when they came in to Ethiopia to buy coffee, especially uh, when the specialty coffee industry started, then they came in there and start maybe like you know uh, communicating with the farmers and asking what kind of varieties they have. Then yeah, uh, farmers might might respond like yeah, I guess this variety variety X like variety Kurume from my grandpa, and my grandpa again maybe from you know old grandpa. Such kind of communication may be, you know, uh, uh, forced like the buyers to label the Ethiopian coffee variety as heirloom. So when we consider like the dictionary definition of heirloom, this is a kind of seed or a variety which is passed down uh, over generation within a specific family or within, within a community. When you take this definition back in Ethiopia, it's really hard to uh, find the right place for 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 this, this definition because the first thing is like you know farmers they communicate you know different varieties from different areas there is no specific community or specific family holding a specific variety then uh, at the same time like the word heirloom used like before second world war you know which is very common for open pollinated varieties but coffee is not open pollinated it is a self-pollinated coffee var- uh pollinated species so heirloom doesn't doesn't really best fit uh for for coffee and the other thing is like uh yeah uh heirloom is kept kept you know within within a specific family there is no single coffee variety which is kept for a single a single family in ethiopia so this is a kind of like misrepresenting the ethiopian coffee variety uh as heirloom uh by different actors in in the coffee industry, so when you break maybe the heirloom, yeah, that, that's the kind of because basically the buyers were informed differently because they don't have like the right information about Ethiopian coffee varieties. They kept on like calling and naming Ethiopian coffee varieties as heirloom, but the reality is when you break the heirloom variety, like researchers developed four zero different coffee varieties. Now we have in Ethiopia 40 different coffee varieties developed by breeders and resource center. And there are maybe around over 20 different names named by uh, coffee farmers. So in general, over like 60 different varieties are available in the country, you know, uh, growing in different parts of uh, parts of Ethiopia. So breaking down heirloom, you end up with having a kind of very complex and different types of coffee varieties uh, in the country. So you had said kind of nicely that the word heirloom does not fit. Is that a nice way to say it's just flat out wrong? Uh, I mean, it's, it's not generally like uh, blaming, blaming, you know, the buyers saying they're saying uh, heirloom. But the point is they are not well informed. They don't have the right information uh, about about the varieties existing out there. So, like we are bringing our book, you know, the system. Then they start reading about re- reading what's really available in the book. Then they start thinking about like breaking down their heirloom into different coffee varieties when they are labeling their products. I want to talk just real, really briefly, kind of illustrate this a little bit for our listeners. Um, the idea that, say, I was a coffee farmer in Ethiopia. Um, four generations ago, and I had 
a coffee that I had kind of developed over time, a plant that I knew was going to survive and produce high, high yields, high quality. And it would have been called, because my, my last name's Hartman, I could call that the Hartman variety, right? Yeah, you, you, you can name after maybe the family name. You can name the variety like maybe after, you know, the village name or something else. Mostly our farmers name their coffee varieties after indigenous trees, like big trees. Maybe they are associating like the fruit color of the variety, coffee variety with another big tree. Maybe like different characteristics, having a kind of similar characteristics with a tree. So they are naming, you know, their coffee trees basically after after like indigenous uh, big trees. Do you see that as a personal touch to the the production side for a producer on the production side for growing coffee? Is that a personal touch or is that just, uh, oh, we'll just name it that? Was it just kind of happenstance? Yeah, it's a kind of common agreement like in the community. You know, just if I'm simply like naming a coffee variety like uh, Kurume, the other neighbors or the community should agree on the characteristics. So like kind of community name. You know, it's a kind of regional name. And all the farmers in the group, in the region, should agree on that uh, characteristics. So this is a committee decision, a decision made by the people in the region, in Ethiopia, who come together and agree this should be the name for this variety. And yet, uh, you know, Ethiopia has been known as, as heirloom for... You know, how many years has that been? Oh, yeah, I, I can say like, you know, uh, when the specialty coffee industry started, when people started like going to origin, uh, yeah, it came in with a specialty coffee industry, the name heirloom. Before that, you know, that is a commercial coffee type. No one was like differentiating like on, t- on, the, on the level of like quality. All the coffee is coming. It's all coffee. It's black coffee from Arabica. No one was like caring about like differentiating in, in the, on on the basis of like quality. When the specialty coffee industry came in, the main focus is like quality. So people are like starting going there and differentiating. You know, start communicating the farmers and trying to find different origin, different area coffees. So the name Heirloom came with. Uh, for me, like with the specialty coffee industry. So you're telling me all coffee from Ethiopia is not the same? Yeah, it's not completely the same. Like Ethiopia is very well known for having like very diverse coffee genetic base mm-hmm. and having like very diverse agroecology under which coffee grows. Like maybe coffee growing from 2,400 meters above sea level and you can find coffee like growing around 1,000 meters. So like we have a coffee uh, altitude classification like the lowland coffee, the mid-altitude coffee, and the high-altitude coffee. So when you go into the West, you have, like, these different coffee types within the West. And on all, like, four different directions, like, most of the coffees are coming from the Southwest, from the West, and from the South and East. You know, within all these regions, you have different coffee types. Like, the interaction between the environment and the variety, you're going to have, like, very diverse coffee types sourced from, from Ethiopia. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down again and talking about that. That's great. Fantastic. So what does heirloom even mean and where does it come from? The study of words is called etymology and our source for this information is etymonline.com where we find out that the word is a noun from the early 15th century and it originally referred to implements and tools and eventually came to mean article. These days it's used to refer to something that's passed down from generation to generation. So what's the big problem here? 
Well, as Mr. Bakala said, the word has nothing to do with Ethiopian coffee. Outside of the fact that the word was slapped onto the coffee by buyers back in the day. And this is not to blame anybody, it had to be called something, and we just kind of picked it up as heirloom and it's been carried on for, uh, well, up until now I suppose? But now that we have this information, we have a responsibility to take the information and share it with other people. So we're thankful that Counterculture and Mr. Buckala are on that mission. We're on that mission too, and we're happy to share this episode with you. You can find out more about this book called A Reference Guide to Ethiopian Coffee Varieties on our website at thecoffeepodcast.org or on Counterculture's website, counterculturecoffee.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, remember to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you might be listening to the coffee podcast. We welcome your feedback, so please reach out to us at hello at thecoffeepodcast.org. The Coffee Podcast is produced by me, Jesse Hartman. Music is by Michael Parallax. You can find his music at michaelparallax.com. Thanks for tuning in, and as always, and until next time, happy brewing.